I am so honored to be here. I, I think, uh, and I was at this conference last year, and I was with you one Sunday this past year, and this would be the third time to be, that's amazing. I don't get many third requests to come back. So thank you so much. I am so honored to be here with you, and I'm so grateful for this great conference. What a great opportunity we have to be in the Word, to be encouraged, to be strengthened, to be challenged, to grow together in the things of the Lord. God spoke to my heart, and I want you to turn, if you will, in your Bible to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. And I want to read one verse. Romans chapter 8. Would you stand with me in reverence to the Word of God? Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. And we know. That's good, isn't it? We know that all things work together for good. To them who love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. Let's pray. Father, thank You. You've already blessed us through Your Word. You've blessed us through song and the privilege to praise You and even the privilege to give. God, thank You. Lord, it's already been good to be in your house. And God, I pray that tonight you would continue to inhabit our worship as we walk about this text. And God, I pray that you'd preach to us tonight. God, would you just dismiss me and set me to the side and let us hear from heaven. Lord, I pray that it would please you to preach to the end that somebody would be saved tonight. God, may it please you to preach to the end that your people will be encouraged and strengthened. Lord, may it please you to preach tonight. And Lord, since you're going to preach, I pray that all the praise and the honor and the glory might be credited to Jesus. For it's in his name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Many have quoted a portion of this verse. It's not uncommon at all to hear people say, well, all things work together for good. I hear people say that that I've never seen in church before. I hear people say that whose lives do not look anything like the rose of Sharon or the lily of the valley. But yet they'll say, all things work together for good. Well, tonight I came to just let you in on a little secret. All things don't always work for good. But I came to let you in on another secret too, and I will take it for a title. This would be the Christian's secret. 
There's something that we as followers of Christ know, and it is this. All things work together for the good. That's the Christian secret. We know that. Now, now we're supposed to, I, I'm wanting to get to that. We know so bad I can't hardly stand it. Listen, we, we, we're supposed to know that. Understand what I said. All things don't work together for everybody. But all things do work together for the good of those who are his. So, so let's, let's look at this for just a moment, and the text will speak for itself because we find that this secret is limited. Listen, if everybody knows, it's not a secret. But there's a few who know. It starts there in verse 28, and we, we, <laughs> who is we? Uh, we must determine in this text, if we're going to understand that all things work together for good of those who. Who is the we? All things work together for good for who? It doesn't work together for good for everybody. A lot of people say it, but that don't make it so. I hope y'all know that just because somebody says it don't make it so. Amen. There's a lot of people saying a lot of stuff today, and it don't make it so. Just thought I'd throw that in while I was there. But when we get to this we and... We, who is we? Go to the latter part of the verse. And he says, to them who are the called according to, wait a minute, them that love God and are called. Amen, are you with it? Those who love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. The we in this text are those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So let's break that down. First of all, the we tells us it is those who love God. Now what does that mean? Well, everybody says they love God. Oh yeah, we love God. Some people love God and he's a little G-O-D. Some of them love God and it's not the right one. Some people, even in the church, have an affinity for God. That's not what this is talking about. I like God. He's good. God is good. But, 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 but that's not what it says. It doesn't say those who like God. It doesn't mean you have an affinity for Him. But rather it means that you love Him. Now, when you love God, it is much more than just having affinity, but it is <laughs> revealed in your life that you love Him. Talk is cheap. Don't tell us how much you love Him. Show us. If you love Him, your life will change because... This July the 4th, July the 4th, I will be married 27 years. I know y'all looking at me, how can they be 27 years old? But I am, I know. But I will be married, yes, I said 4th of July. Don't look at me like that. I know if fireworks go off or something I'm supposed to remember, okay? So I'm pretty smart as you really get down to. <laughs> I've been married 27 years, and I remember the day I got married. Okay, I remember that. I just told you. Ju July 4th, 1992, Okay. But let me tell you a day I really remember. January 24th, 1992. See, January 24th, 1992, I was invited to go on a blind date. 
And on the way to that blind date, I prayed a prayer. It didn't sound something like this. It sounded just like this. Lord, if it's bad, let it be over quick. <laughs> I prayed it. I promise you. I prayed it. <laughs> hey, and I meant it. <laughs> I meant it. <laughs> you know, blind date, I don't know if that means she's blind or I'm blind. Anyway, so I go on this blind date and I walk in and there is this beautiful red-headed lady. Lord have mercy. I said, that's her. That's her. I knew it. I knew you say how you didn't know it. How do you know what I knew? I knew it because I've been praying for 24 years. I didn't need an email. I knew it when I saw it. You know what I'm saying? And so July 24th, 1992, I married this woman, but I met her January 24th, 1992. Yeah, yeah, I knew her six days and I told her I loved her. Six weeks later, I asked her to marry me. And by six months of knowing her, I'd been married for 20 days. Do you understand what I'm saying? I didn't need an email. I knew because, see, I met her and it, it, my life changed. I said, my life changed. I, I, we have two boys. When, when my boy, my first son was born, everybody wore me out. Before that baby was born, they said, your life's about to change. Your life's about to change. Your life. I was like, just okay, shut up, man. Y'all ever just get tired of folk telling you your life's gonna? I mean, I just heard, I heard. And now when I see somebody pregnant, I'm like, your life's gonna change. Because see, <laughs> I, did, <laughs> I had no idea. I'd never been a daddy before. I'd never taken a baby home from the hospital. I didn't know he didn't come with instruction. I didn't know that he didn't sleep. <laughs> He's 23. I, I don't think he's sleeping yet. And my point is, my life, there are things in our life that happen to us where relationships we enter into and it changes us forever. I, I looked at that boy. <laughs> my first son was born. I looked at him and I immediately loved him. Now, now the neonatologist was over there kind of hitting him, trying to get him to you know, cough up and that. And I was about to go whip somebody. I'm like, you're not going to beat on my boy. He, I didn't know you could be that rough. It kind of helped me later. But anyway, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I'm just, amen. I'm just saying that relationship changed me. When that second boy came along, I immediately loved, I didn't know, listen, I met Gerilyn and I didn't know a man could love a woman like that. I mean, I just was head over heels, totally in love with her and still am. Amen. And then my boy's born and I'm like, I love him. Well, do I love my wife or my boy more? You, hello? And then a second son comes and I loved him. And I love all three of them. I don't love one more than the rest. I love them all. I love them different. I love them different, but all three of them changed my life. 
But none of them changed my life like that day as just a boy on RA camp at South Mountain Camp in North Carolina. And I got on my knees the last night of camp and I said, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner and I need a savior. And that night as just a boy, he came into my heart. He saved my soul and I've never been the same since. And I love him. <laughs> I love him. I said, I love him. I love my wife. I love my boys. But there's a love I have for the Lord that supersedes all others. Now, <laughs> if I didn't, I couldn't probably get that excited about it. Uh, we... And we, but we're going to have a long night if i got to get through this whole verse. I can't get through the second word. And we are those who love God. I mean, we love Him. When you love somebody, when you really love some, come on now, when you really love somebody, they become more important than you. Is anybody here? They become more important. Listen, their wants and desires become more important than yours. And we, I wonder if you're in that we. See, you can't be in that we if you don't love the Lord. And you can't really love him until you've met him. I feel something in here tonight. Does anybody else? Listen, once you've met him, you can never be the same. Once you meet him and you have a relationship with him, there is a love relationship that you share with him that supersedes all else, and you become part of we. I wonder if you're part of we tonight. I wonder if you're part of we. Listen, if you're not part of we, I want to tell you something. God loved you so much that he sent Jesus in order that he might die on an old rugged cross and shed his life's blood for your sins and for mine. They took him off that cross, laid him in a tomb for three days, and he rose on the third day victorious. He lives forevermore, seated at the right hand of the Father, ever liveth intercede for the saints, and he still saves. And if you don't know Jesus tonight, he wants to save you. He wants a relation. You didn't just come by accident or coincidence, but he is, he is intersecting with your path. Do you know him? If you don't know him tonight, you ought to meet him. I'd love to introduce you to him. The Bible said if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, he is Lord on the third day God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Hmm. We, it's those who love God, but let me go on. It's not just those who love God, but it's those who are called according to his purpose. God has a plan for your life. Listen to me, church. Listen to me. God has a plan for your life. You're not just here to take up space. You're not just here to breathe oxygen. If you were here with no purpose, God could just go ahead and take you out because I need your oxygen. But God has a plan for you. 
I, I don't understand. I, I hear folks in the church, and I've I pastored a number of years, and, and I hear folks, uh, uh, really, I've been to church all my life for nine months before. I know I've told y'all about that. And I've heard people, I've heard people so, so many times, well, I've done my time. W- would you teach Sunday school? I've done my time. W- would you serve in the, in the nursery? I've done my time. Would you sing in the choir? I've done my time. Which, which penitentiary were you in? Since when does serving the Lord equate with doing your time? Oh, I love God. I've done my time. Where was that? And if you love the Lord, you can do your time and sit back and do absolutely nothing. I don't find that in the Bible anywhere. But it seems that's become some folks' interpretation. The we in this text is not for the here one day, gone tomorrow, fly by night, Casper milk toast, jellyfish backbone, nobody does nothing. Always somebody else's fault and somebody else's. The we, that's, if, if that's you, you're not in the we. Quit telling everybody all things work together for good for you because you're not in the we. See, we've been called according to his purpose, and his purpose is that he has a plan for our life. And I came by tonight to tell you what his plan for your life is. Are you glad? I mean, I mean some of y'all are like, well, you know, he tells God got a plan. What's the plan for my life? Okay, I'm going to tell you. To whom he did foreknow, he, he did predestine that we would be conformed to the image of his son. God's plan for your life and mine is to be like Jesus. I said, God's plan for your life and mine is to be like Jesus. And when we see Jesus, listen to me, when we see Jesus and what he did, I want to tell you something. My bro- I don't wish I had an air something. Man, that was awesome. <laughs> but what he said of Caleb's true of Jesus. He was a servant. The we... Man, isn't that good? That's rich. I said, that's rich. I'm just enjoying that right now. The we is those who love God, but those who are called according to his purpose. And if we're called to his purpose and we love him, then we are being obedient to his purpose. That's the we. Now, do you want in on some of the rest of this? See, if you're not in the we, the rest of this isn't going to be applicable to you. Everybody wants to hear about all things working to the good, but you got to be in on the we who's going to experience it. And I'm just asking, is anybody here in the we? Well, if somebody came in and heard me say, is anybody here in the we? They'd probably say, that man has lost his ever-loving mind, wouldn't they? We, (laughs) my Lord, have mercy. We who know the Lord and love Him and are called according to His purpose, we are living His way, we're living His plan, we're living in obedience to Him because we love Him and we're called to it. And so we're called to fulfill the purpose He put in us and put before us. So we know. We got some assurance that comes with this secret of ours. This is a secret for those who are in the we. Come on now. And it is a secret that is based on fact. 
This is not fiction. This is not hope so. This is not think so. This is not wish or luck or chance. We who love God and are called according to his purpose, know. Glory to God. Don't you like, don't you like to know something? I mean, know it. I mean, you know it. You know it as well as you know two plus two is four. You know it. It's just fact. Mm, Lord, help them to come on and get with me just a little bit. We have this knowledge. We have this confidence. We have this conviction. It has become, listen, it has taken hold of us because it is truth and we know it so. It has consumed us. We, <laughs> my Lord, we who know the Lord, who love the Lord, who are called according to his prayer, we know. <laughs> Amen. What assurance. I said, what assurance. What do we know? Amen, that's a good question. What do we know? We know that all things, now my goodness gracious, all things. We see the assurance in the know, but what are we assured of? We're assured that all things. Now, now, now which things are mentioned here? What is being referred to? Which things? What? Some. A few. Whatever comes today but not tomorrow. Huh? Oh, thank you. From the, ba from the lips and the mouths of babes come truth. Amen. All. Now, last time I checked, all meant all. It was inclusive. I said it was inclusive. It was not exclusive in the things, but it is exclusive for the who. Mm. But it's, <laughs> that's good. Some of y'all got that. Some of y'all be at home tonight and wake up and be like, oh, I got, listen, the exclusivity is the recipients, <laughs> we, but the inclusivity are the things that we experience or the things that come our way. And we know, we have a conviction, we have a confirmation, we have an assurance. We know that all things. Now, what are you dealing with? What's coming down the road in your life? What is it that you're facing? What is the difficulty that you're in? How much, how much month do you have left at the end of the money? Come on, is anybody here? How many jobs have you had to go through? How many jobs have you lost? How many of you got relationship problems? How many of you got problems in the community? You got neighbors that you don't like and they don't care for you either. I mean, how many of you got some situations? You got some things. And how many of you got some good things going on? Blessed beyond measure. And you're saying, I just don't know how I'm getting all this blessing. And in the midst of those things that are not good, how many of us are saying, Lord, why me? 
Well, the reason you don't understand the good and the reason you don't understand the bad is because it's not in all things. Hello? No, it's in all things. The only reason... Just hang on to that. Let's come back. We, those who love God and are called according to His purpose, know we have assurance of what? All things work. Oh my goodness. Let's, let's look at this action for just a minute. Because the Bible said we know that all things work. They work. Let, let, let me tell you why all things work. Are you listening? Because God Let's just leave it right there. Because God. But I'll go on. Because God is always at work. I said God is always at work. Did any of you ever go through that study called Experiencing God? Y'all remember that? It's, it's old now. But it's still good. And in that study, there's a place where Dr. Blackaby says... God is always at work. And he went on to iterate that God is not waiting on us. Some of us sit around and say, boy, if I just, you know, do such and such, God would really do something. <laughs> you think God needs you? Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You think God's waiting on you? God will do whatever he wants to do because he God. He spoke, spoke. I said spoke, spoke the world into existence. You think he needs you? He, he, he just called a man's name and said, get up. And he got up out of the grave. Hello? He spit in some dirt, put in a man's eyes that were blind and he had eyes to see. He needs you. All things work because God is always at work. I love you, honey. God wants you to get in on it, but he don't have to have you to do what he wants to do. And if you miss out, you miss out. Do you understand what I'm saying? Listen, I'm not trying to say you don't have something to do. I'm not trying to say God doesn't have plans because we already said he did. But what I am trying to say is God is bigger than any or all of us together. And his work will be completed. And if you miss the opportunity to get in on it, it's because you missed it. Can you hinder him? You sure can. Oh, got quiet right there, didn't it? Can you hinder him? Bible says you can quench the spirit, but you can't stop him. And we know that all things work. Now watch this. They don't just work. It's not just a happenstance, but rather the Bible said all things work together. That means good or bad. Light or dark, heavy or light, easy or hard. It, it doesn't matter. All things work together for good. <laughs> I said all things work together for good. But, but wait a minute, who's that for? It's for we. And who is we? We are those 
who love God, called according to His purpose, and thus we live with the conviction, we live with the knowledge, the absolute certainty that God is working, always working, and He makes all things work together for good to those who love Him and called according to His purpose. Let me tell you something. I don't know how He does that, but I know He does. I shall never forget, I was pastor of church in, in uh, southwest Virginia, and uh, this man in my church, he had quite a checkered past. God had saved him and forgiven him and set him up. He was preaching the gospel. He was a great evangelist for the Lord. And I'll never forget one Sunday night, he stood up in our church, and he was giving a testimony, and he looked back, and a man on about the road, the, the, the road next to the last row, he looked at him and he said, that man right there sat on my jury, named how many years ago, and they convicted me of a felony. And he said, thank you, my brother. Hello? <laughs> Somebody convict me of a felony, I don't think thank you's at the top of my list. Just saying. But it was for him. Because, see, God took that conviction See, you don't understand. Why did I wreck my car? I don't know why you wrecked your car. Maybe you were texting and driving. But you know what? God can take even a bad situation and bring something that is worthwhile for the kingdom. I don't know how he does it. All I know is the word says we know this. So, so, so see, I came tonight to let you in on this secret. We know this. What? We know that for all of those who love God and call according to His purpose, all things work together for good. Do we know that? I said, do we know that? Then let me ask you a question. Why is it you worry? Why is it you complain? Why is it that you mulligrub? Y'all like that word, didn't you? Why is it that you gossip? Why is it that you say, well, I really need this money. I know I should tithe, but I really need it. I'm going to keep it this week. Why is it you fuss at other people? Why is it that the problems at the church are because of the preacher, the deacons, the deacons' wives, the preacher's wife, the Sunday school, the choir, the choir director, the musician? You... See, we can all shout, oh, we know, all things work together for good. Those who love God and call them going to His purpose. Now, let me tell you about my trouble. Can, can I help you? You don't know it. You can quote it, but you don't know it. Let, let me help you. Uh, if you don't want to know it, don't ever tell the Lord you're going to preach on it. Because he's given me opportunity, Dr. Orr, even today. And when I started to question, he said, what are you preaching tonight? I knew good and well because he had already told me, and I was thanking him this morning. Lord, thank you. You gave me the word to preach, and I'm so excited to preach. Lord, thank you. And then before I could even get here, I get an opportunity. 
The Lord said, you going to trust me or not? He said, do you believe all things work together for the... I said, Lord, I'm going to preach that tonight. He said, I didn't ask if you're going to preach. I asked if you believed it. See, see, I can't talk about it unless I'm going to live it. Don't run around here telling, oh, everything worked out for the good. Listen, listen, some of y'all just talking. You don't believe it. You don't live it. If you believed it, your life would show it and you wouldn't worry, you wouldn't complain, you wouldn't fuss and go on because you know that no matter what comes down the way, no matter how horrific it is, no matter how bad it is or no matter how good it is, you know that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose and all you know is you want to do what he says to do. And we know, praise the Lord. I'm tore up about that no part because it's not just something we think. Or Let me see if I can show you from the text. See, there was a, a fellow named Joseph, and he was so loved by his brothers that they sold him. I said they sold him. They sold him and told their daddy he was dead. Now, I didn't have any brothers. had a sister. She probably wanted to sell me. But I just want you to know, I'd have told her what goes around comes around. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just being honest. So the years pass on and Joseph sold into slavery. But somehow God... How do your brothers sell you into slavery and God is going to do something good? I just don't see it. But a famine came in the land. And Joseph's daddy said, go down there to Egypt and see if you can find us some food because we're going to starve. They walk in to get some food and Joseph sees them and recognizes all. Let me tell you something. Joseph had been promoted in the kingdom. He was high up near the Pharaoh. And, and he was the man in charge of passing out the food. If that's my brothers, we fit to have a good time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Throw me in a pit and sell me. I don't have time to hold story, but Joseph eventually brings him in and he says, it's me. <laughs> he said, what you meant for evil, God has meant for good. I got plenty of food. <laughs> See, <laughs> Is anybody here? God always has a remnant. I said God always has a remnant. Guess who the remnant of his people were? Joseph's family. <laughs> You're going to sell your brother and yet God's going to use it for good? Are you kidding me? Job. How about Job? How about old Job? Never come around and said, Lord, 
I, I know, man, you let me have at him, and he'll curse you to your face. The Lord said, uh, no, nah, he won't. He said, no, nah, he won't now because I can't get to him because you've got a hedge about him. And the Lord said, go ahead. I'll remove the hedge. You do what you want to. Just don't take his life. And Job lost everything. He had some real friends that came by. Hey, Job, won't you just curse God and die? His own wife had no hope for him. But the Bible said in the last chapter of the book of Job that his latter days were better than his former days. I want to tell you, I don't understand. He can take you from famine to victory, but he can do it. What about those three Hebrew boys? You remember them? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, there they were. All they were doing was praying. That's all in the world they were doing. But they happened to be living in the wrong place to be praying to the right God. Mm, that's good. Somebody might want to write that down. And so Nebuchadnezzar set up a golden image and said, when you hear the instruments play, you come bow down. And those three boys didn't do it because, see, they, they knew a God. <laughs> they knew their God. They had relationship with They loved him. And so they called him in. And, and he said, now, boys, I understand you from a different country. You probably don't understand how things work, but I'm the king. When I say it, you do it, and you got to battle this image. And they said, oh, king, <laughs> oh, king, let it be known unto you and all the people around you that if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us, and he will bring us out of the fiery furnace, but we want you to know we will not bow. I guess God was so impressed that he, he just got them out of it. No, they threw them in the fire. See, some of y'all would be so mad. God, I, I stood up for you and they still threw me in the fire. Now, now you know, you know, they come out of the fire. God provides. They come out, and some of y'all shout about coming out of the fire. But I want to tell you something. The victory's not getting out of the fire. The victory was getting in the fire because in the furnace, there was a fourth man walking around with him, and the king said, you don't have to tell me. That's the son of God right there. I can tell he was a lost king, but he recognized the son. Listen, all things work together, and sometimes it's in a furnace, but it's in the furnace you get the fellowship with Jesus. I don't understand how he does what he does. I don't understand why he does what he does. I don't understand why things come my way. All I know is I know. I said I know. I don't think, I don't hope, I don't wish, but I know. And all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose. Why, when accidents occur, I know that God is working in a mighty way. I know when the bills are due, all things work together. When the burdens are heavy, we know that all things work together. Listen, when the car breaks down and the children are fussing and fighting and having trouble, we know that all things work together. Listen, when the darkness and depression come, when exhaustion consumes you, when fear overtakes you, when friends turn their backs on you, when the guilt of sin haunts you, we know. <laughs> I wish to the Lord somebody help me. We know 
that all things work together for the good of those who love him. When the backbiters are biting and the detractors are detracting and the naysayers are neighing. When you're lonely, when you're sick, when you're sorrowful, when death visits and leaves you mourning, when the house burns down, when your hopes have been crushed and your dreams are destroyed, just remember, we know. I said, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Glory to God. I don't know what you're going through, but here's what I came to tell you tonight. If you're part of the we, it's going to be all right. That's what I came to tell you. If you're part of the we, it's going to be all right. Preacher, you don't understand. You're right, I don't, but I'm not God either. Well, preacher, I try to talk to people and nobody understands. That's all right, they're not God either. I don't know why the Lord impressed that text on me so hard today. It might have just been for me. It might have just been that he was trying to teach me something today. Might have been. And if, if it was, I sure have enjoyed preaching to myself. <laughs> but it's possible there's somebody here that needed it too. There might be somebody sitting here tonight that's lost without Jesus. If you die, you're going to hell. You're not in the we. No, all things aren't working together for your good. No, no, no. Uh-uh. You're in trouble. I said you're in trouble. Yeah, well, it'll work out. No, it won't. The wages of sin is death. You die without Jesus, you go to hell. But I have good news for you. If you're lost without Jesus, Jesus saves, he still does. And today, he'll save you. Just a moment, I'll be here. There's ministers all around here. We'd be glad to minister to you. Come take one of us by the hand and say, I want Jesus. We understand. We can interpret that. I want Jesus. I understand what that means. And we're going to open the scripture and show you where it said, if you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and on the third day God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Preacher, there's got to be more to it than that. Oh, there is, but Jesus already did it. He just called you to believe it. I don't mean just, oh, I believe. No, no, no. I mean you believe it to the point that it's a relationship that has changed your life and you love him. If you've never met him, would you come? I said, if you've never met him, would you come tonight? Just a moment. I want you to come. You can come take me by the hand. or any. I have some other folks here just say, I want to be saved. Just come down here. I'll be glad. I'd be, it'd be the highlight of my day to introduce you to Jesus. Some of you sit here tonight and you say, I'm a Christian. Well then, Christian, you're part of the we. If you know that you know that you know that you're saved, you've asked Jesus to come in your heart, be Lord of your life. Listen, if you're part of the group who loves God and are called according to his purpose, then listen. What seems to be your trouble? It's going to be all right. Can you guarantee it? I can guarantee it. How can I guarantee it? I'm glad you asked because here's the answer. I know it. I know it. And you, you ought to know it too. 
I could stand here and tell you story after story after story how I couldn't figure out how all that was going to work out. But I'm going to tell you something. I serve a faithful God. He's, he'd never been late. He never came up short. And he's never disappointed me. He wants you either. So I don't know what you're going through tonight. I probably don't, if you told me, I probably couldn't understand and don't appreciate the depth of your hurt like you do. But here's what I know. I know. All things work together for the good for those who love him and call according to his purpose. And Maybe tonight you just need to come lay it at the altar and say, Lord, I don't understand. God, I'm hurting. Lord, I got this going on. I'm trying to fix it. And, and I got a feeling he's going to say, quit trying to fix it. Just trust. You, you, you know, you know what, I'm, what I'm saying is, would you just come and lay down that which doesn't fit with God's plan? You know what that is, don't you? It's you making, you making a situation God's going to use a situation. You know, it's a situation gone bad. And you're making it worse. Because you're not trusting him. So I don't know what you're going through. I don't know. But I'm telling you something. If you know him, then you know he's at work. And his work is for the good of those who love him and call him. Oh!